Praise to the Father, to the King of kings. Amen. And amen. Jim French, open us up, please, with prayer. Jim. Thank you, Jim. That was awfully nice, even after I harassed you a little bit at first. Just to, it was a test, and he passed the test, okay? That he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Title of the message is, Thank You. This week, we're going to take a time out from our series on Stress Less, uh, and we'll get back to that next week, I think. Uh, but I just want to have a very simple message today of the importance of being thankful and the importance of being thankful for the right reasons, if, I, if you would. Here we are, Thanksgiving season again, and what a blessing that always is. I hope that we are not a people that are just thankful one day a week or two days a week, but we have a, uh, an attitude of thankfulness as we think about our blessings that he's given to us. You know, it, it's, it's easy to thank him for, I think it is at least, uh, our family and our friends. Um, I hope that you will thank him for this church and the church family. Uh, I, I hope that you can thank him for your health, uh, for your job or for being retired. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we'd be thankful for, physical things and material things. And I hope we're thankful for all. I'm just like to... Just like the song that we sang today, just uh, count your many blessings, okay? And I hope that you're willing to do that. In James 1, verse 7, it says this, every good, I mean, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Every good thing that we have comes down from the Father of lights. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You notice there it begins that verse where it says in. It doesn't say for, it says in. You know, sometimes it's very difficult to say I am thankful for. And you can fill in the blanks, but that's not what that verse says. It says I am thankful in everything. 
You see, what that means is no matter what we are going through in life, that we know without a shadow of doubt, if we have been born again, that, that Christ is with us, that he will never forsake us, that he will walk us through the, the, the darkest valley, he'll walk us through the hottest fire. He never promised that he would keep us from those kinds of issues in life, but he promised he would always be with us, that he would never fail us, nor will he ever forsake us. And, and I was thinking about that and, and thinking about this week. I, I know you know the, the, the old uh, poem, if you would, uh, entitled Footprints, where, where this poem, uh, poem talks about this, this man is, is living his life and he's thinking about it going back through his life and, and he's thinking about the, the good and the bad and the ugly that he has been through. And, he, and, and, and in his mind, he says, there's times I see, I see two sets of footprints. But it just seems like every time I'm in a struggle or I'm in a trial, I'm in a temptation or I've got a huge issue in my life, he says, I, I just, there just seems to be one set of footprints. And as he's writing this, he says, the Lord says, yes, that's when I have been carrying you through those times. You see, we can be thankful in everything because he will carry us through everything. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Another way to phrase that is when you come into the presence of the Lord, be thankful. You see, we can come into the presence of the Lord when you walk through those doors this morning. You're in the presence of the Lord, I can promise you that. Because you see, we've already asked for God's presence here. And we've acknowledged His presence here. And we've, we accept His presence here. And when we come into the presence of the Lord, it says what? We come with thanksgiving. We come with praise on our lips. We walk into the church. We're in his presence. When we kneel to pray, we are in his presence. When we are gathered and maybe just uh, drinking coffee with a couple of Christian buddies and friends or eating breakfast or just driving down the road, we can always be in the presence of the Lord. God's word tells us where two or three are gathered in his name. Where is he at? He is in their midst. And when we come to the presence of the Lord, when we enter his gates with what? With thanksgiving. We are thankful that we can come into his presence. We, we are to praise him as we come into his presence. See, that's what we do as Christians, is it not? We have a heart for thankfulness, a heart for that. And we come, and when we come into his presence, it should never be boring. It should never be drudgery. It should never be, oh, man, i got to show up again. The Bible says, I come to sing joyfully. I shout for joy. I will give you praise and thanksgiving. I am so thankful, Father God, for you being the giver of all good gifts. Over and over in the Scripture, we, we read about it and we see that we are to give thanks to Holy God. 
we're to have an attitude of gratitude as we live our lives, knowing that He is in control of everything that goes on in our life. You see, when we have a heart of thankfulness and a heart of gratitude, you know what's happening? We are guarding our hearts, we are guarding our minds, and we're guarding our spirits so that we will never become prideful. We will never be arrogant. We will never be selfish because we are grateful and we are thankful. See, it is a way to protect ourselves, if you would, by just being thankful and being gracious to Him. The Bible talks about being in gratitude, to not being thankful. And the Bible gives us a warning in that in Romans 1, 21, he talks about not giving thanks back to the Lord. In Romans 1, 21, it says this, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God. How many people out there do you know like that, that know about God, that have heard about him, and maybe even in here that we we. We know who he is, but we don't choose to honor him. And then it says we do not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. They did not know God. They did not know that every good and perfect gift comes down from above. They might have known it, but they didn't choose to be appreciative of that. They forgot to be thankful And the Bible says when you forget to be thankful, there is a darkness that comes. My foolish heart was darkened, that verse says. And my heart became darkened and became prideful. And it will become arrogant. And it will become self-sufficient. And all of a sudden when when we refuse to give thanks, and that dark and hardened now, we begin to worship and praise ourselves and not the creator of everything. We must be a people of of gratitude. We must be a people of thankfulness. I'm reminded of in Luke 17 of that story that, that was talked about, and it's the story of the ten lepers. And the ten lepers, they came, and, and as Jesus was walking, and they came up to him. And, 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 and Jesus said, Do you want to be cleansed? Of course they did. Yes, yes, yes. And Jesus said, well, turn around and go back to the, to the priest and show yourself to the priest, which was what the New Old Testament told them to do. And the Bible says they turned and went back to the priest to show them that they had been washed. And the Bible says they were cleansed upon the way as they were going towards the priest. Their leprosy was now gone. Jesus had healed them. And the Bible says nine of them just kept going. But one came back. One came back. The Bible says glorifying God. One came back to say thank you Jesus for what you've done in my life. One came back and said thank you for this gift of cleansing. And thank you for being the giver of that gift. How many times in our lives, even as born again believers... Do we thank, do we th- are thankful for the gift of the blessing? But we forget to thank the giver of that blessing. You see, the nine were so excited that they were blessed with now health. 
They forgot to come back and say thank you to the giver. The one came back. He was so blessed to be healed again. But he came back to say thank you, great giver of my cleansing and my healing. You see, there's a difference there, isn't there? We are all thankful for the blessings that we get. But do we pause and thank the giver of all of those blessings? Well, what do you mean by that, Don? You do something nice for somebody and they don't thank you. I mean, you, you, you're, you're nice to them. You give them a break, whatever. Let them cut in line or, you know, or, or let them not put your blinker on and as I'm waiting for them to turn and those kind of things. We talked about that a week or so ago. And you give them a break and, and, and they don't, are not grateful. I helped a lady one time and she couldn't reach something. And I reached it forward and gave it to her and off she walked. And my thought was, well, boo you. <laughs> boo you. I didn't have to do that. I don't know if that's very Christian, but that was my thought, okay? I'm being honest with you here. And I got to thinking, I wonder if God ever says, boo you, Don. I wonder if he says, boo you, Brian, because you're not thankful. You're thankful for what I give you. But are you thankful for me, the giver of that gift? I hope, I hope we're all thankful for the many blessings that he gives to us. But we're also got to be thankful for the one who gives those gifts. The Father who gives us every perfect gift. The Father of lights as he brings it down from heaven. I, I hope that we'll be like that someday. I hope that we can thank him for our material blessings and our physical blessings, our family, our friends, all that kind of stuff. But I hope that one day we'll be able to just thank him for who he is. And not for what he has done for us, but just who he is, because he is our God. I want to just take a few minutes and just share with you a couple of uh, uh, very important things to be thankful for. Besides physical blessings, besides mental blessings, besides all those things that we do need to count and do be thankful for. But I just want to remind us this morning, very quickly, I think of some of those spiritual blessings that we need to remember. Because probably these spiritual blessings are maybe even more important than our physical blessings. And as I was thinking about this list, the first, the first thing that came to my mind is, what, I, what should I be, who should I be really thankful for? I am so thankful for Jesus. I am so thankful that God left his home in glory in the form of Jesus, and he walked on this earth. He took on flesh. He was born of a virgin. And he came and walked on this earth in order to bring salvation to all of us. Yeah, he did, but I'm so thankful for that. And as he was walking on this earth, he, he, he experienced everything that you and I will experience. He experienced joy. He experienced happiness. He experienced pain and grief. He experienced rejection. He experienced suffering and tribulation just like you and I. He can absolutely relate to us as we live on this old world. Thank you, Jesus, for being that person. I got to thinking about this. Without Jesus in my life and without your life, 
you, you understand you have no hope for today. You have no hope for tomorrow, and you sure have no hope for an eternity. And the Bible says without Jesus in your life, one day you'll be cast in the burning, burning fire of brimstone to be separated from him forever and forever. Aren't you thankful that Jesus came and he suffered and he bled and died in order to provide salvation for you and I? I, I say yeah to that. I say amen to that. I say thank you for that. I am so thankful for his teaching. Thank, so thankful for his teaching of love and his mercy and his grace. Thankful that he taught us how to forgive just like he forgave us. I thank you that he's promised us abundant life. Thank you, Jesus, for all of that. Thank you, Jesus, for letting us know that, that nothing can separate us from the love that you have for us. Absolutely nothing. We've been born again. Nothing separates us from that love. We can't be bad enough. We can't be good enough. It is steadfast and it is pure. I'm so thankful that Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he was obedient to the Father. I'm thankful you in that, in that early morning in the Garden of Gethsemane that he was praying for us and praying for God's will. And he submitted to God's will. Father, there's any other way, but if there's not, I give myself to you. I submit my life to you. I want to be obedient to you. Aren't you glad he was obedient to you? Because if he wasn't, we are a people with no hope. But he did. And he willingly went to the cross with you and me and all of us on his mind. As he looked down the corridors of many, many thousands of years. And he saw us and he said, I'm going to do it anyway. Because I love you so much. I'm so thankful that he endured the cross, as Hebrew says. And despise the shame. And now sits at the right hand of the Father. Hebrews 12.1. I'm so thankful for Jesus as he rose out of that grave. On that resurrection morning. You see we're the only group of people that get to worship a living Savior. All other prophets, all of those guys around the world that, that have moved on. They're still in the grave. But not my Jesus. He rose from the grave on that third day, conquering death, taking away the fear of death, taking away the sting of death. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for, for doing that Amen. for us. I'm so thankful that one day he's coming back. The Bible tells us in John 14, 1 Thessalonians 5, he's coming back. And there's going to be one day, there's going to be a shout from heaven. And the Lord's going to uh, uh, descend from heaven. And there's going to be a shout, and there's going to be a voice of the archangel, and there's going to be the trumpet of God's sound. Come on up here, boys and girls. You can live with me forever. What a great moment that's going to be. In a twinkling of an eye, my Jesus is coming back. He's coming back in love, and he's coming back in mercy. Seven years later, he's coming back with vengeance and wrath. But for us as believers, he's coming back in love. I don't know about you, but that is something to be very excited about. I'm so thankful that in John 14, 1, he says, I am leaving, but I'm coming back, and I'm going to go prepare a home for you. I'm going to make you a mansion someday. And he says, where I am, Jesus said, there you will be also. Amen. I don't know about you, but that's something to be thankful for, of what Jesus is going to do for us. I am so thankful that Jesus paid my sin debt, and I don't have to pay it. Man, I could never pay it, don't want to pay it. I am so thankful, Jesus, that you are the Alpha and the Omega. 
I am so thankful that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Prince of Peace. Father, thank you for sending your Son to walk on this earth, to die for my sins. I hope this, this Thanksgiving season that is at the top of your list of who you're going to pray for. I'm so thankful for Jesus and I'm thankful for God who sent his son to come and die on a cross for me. God gave his only begotten son, did he not? He didn't have another son. He only had one. He gave it to us so that you and I could live with him for eternity. I'm so thankful for Jesus. Second thing I'm very thankful for is salvation. I thank God for my salvation. I thank God for forgive me, forgiving me of my many, many sins. And to cleansing me from all unrighteousness. I thank Him for taking me out of darkness. And putting me in the light and making me alive in Christ. Hebrews, I love how Hebrews 2 says this. And I want to, Dirk, put that up there if you got it. Hebrews 2, it talks about who you were before you were saved. Who I was before you were saved. Who you were before you were saved. I just want to read it. There's five verses there. I think it's important that we hear straight from God's word. This should be a biography of every believer. Every believer. And it says this. And you were dead in your transpasses and sins. You were spiritually dead at one point in your life. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. You were once dead in your sins spiritually. And he says, why were you dead once in your sins? Because you were living according to the power of the prince of this air. You were living for the devil. We say, no, I wasn't. Not. Well, yeah, you were. The Bible says you're either for me or you're against me. If you are for me, yeah, you're living for me. If you're against me, if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are living for the father of lies, the great deceiver, the great hater. The one who wants to destroy your life. And, he, and, and, and Paul is writing here. So that's who you were at one point in your life. That's who you were. Verse 3. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of the flesh. Indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath even as the rest. Before Christ you were a sinful, sinful person. But then verse 4, I love verse 4. And I love this first phrase, but God. But God. Being rich in his mercy, not giving us what we deserve. He had mercy upon us, upon our soul and upon our spirit. Because of his great love with which he has loved us. And even when we were dead in our transgressions, we were made alive together with Christ. By grace have you been saved. That is the testimony of every true born again Christian. You were lost but now you are saved. Through the power of Jesus Christ. I I hope you'll never get over that. I hope that every day you thank him for salvation. There is no greater gift on this side of heaven. than Than the salvation that he has been offered 
to us. And when you've been saved, and if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, you are a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new is now here. What a great thing to be born again. What a great thing because, see, when we got saved, he gave us a new heart. The Bible talks about this old, stony, hardened heart that we had before we were saved. But when we got saved, he gave us a new heart. He gave us a soft heart. He gave us a heart that longs for God. Ecclesiastes says he has put eternity in our heart to seek him and to to pursue him and to want to come to him. And when you got saved, he gave you a new purpose. And that purpose is to live a life that glorifies God. He gave us a new plan, that is to follow God's will in our life. As we live our life, we are to follow him. He gave us a new priority in our life to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he gave us a new passion in life to love God with all of our heart and our soul and our mind. And and the second is very similar, to love others. You see, we got a new heart when we got saved. We We got a new purpose and a plan and a priority and a passion when we got saved. There's no better way to live this life than with Christ in our life. Father, I just want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you. In Ephesians 1, it talks about you chose me to be part of your family. He chose you to be a part of his family. Ephesians 1 tells us that we have been adopted into the family of God. Thank you for adopting me. I have every right and privilege that that God has for us because I'm part of his family. The Bible says I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I have been forgiven of all of my sins. And I'm sealed forever with the Holy, Holy Spirit. John 5, 24 says this. He who hears my word and believes who sent me, this is Jesus speaking, has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. I urge you every day, if you've been born again, I would thank the gift of your salvation. Because there's going to be a time when you take your last breath, you're going to be glad you did. You're going to be glad you did. Thank you for salvation. Third thing I would encourage you to be thankful for this season is the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You understand the Holy Spirit being in your life means that God, the creator of the universe, lives within your heart through the Holy Spirit. And you've got to let that soak in just a minute. That's just an amazing thought. That the God of creation lives right here in your heart. He gives us every, all the power we need to be successful in this Christian life because the Holy Spirit lives within us. By having the Holy Spirit in our lives, it is proof positive that we've been born again. Did you know that? It is proof positive we have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, uh, verse 9, the second part of that, says this, But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he, she, does not belong to him. Excuse me. I would thank him for the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, he said, Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you as abandoned. 
but I'm going to leave you my helper. I'm going to leave you the great counselor. I'm going to leave you the one who convicts us of sin. Well, I don't want to be convicted of sin. If you've been born again, you do. Because if you've been born again and you are taking a path that you're not supposed to take, his conviction will cause you to bend down and pray and ask for forgiveness. And he will clean that pipeline that you have to the Heavenly Father so that your fellowship can be restored. Your relationship will never be changed, but your fellowship can. Conviction is a good thing, Christian. Conviction is a good thing, unbeliever, because it points you to your need of a Savior. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is, is to bring conviction. The Bible says another job of the Holy Spirit that is so good to us is that He, he speaks truth to us. He speaks truth to us. The Bible says He knows the mind of God and He will relate to us the mind of God. He speaks truth. You're, you're struggling with reading something. Have you ever asked the Holy Spirit to show you what that means? I sure hope so. That's one of his jobs is to teach us. I, I heard a guy speaking this week about uh, reading God's word and, and putting God's word into, into your being. And he says, says the Holy Spirit will, will bring back up to you things that you need to know if you have read them and talked about them and meditated on them and put them inside of you. And he says, when you need something and you've put it inside of you through reading and meditation, he said, the Holy Spirit will bring that up to you when you need it in that time of need. Or, or you have a word to say to somebody, he'll give you that word. But he won't give it to you if you haven't put it inside. If you haven't put this truth inside of you through, through the Holy Spirit and you need it at that some particular point in time, it's not coming back. Why do I want you to read so the Holy Spirit can bring it back to you when you need it? You know, the Holy Spirit keeps us from living in sin. Did you know that? Christian, even Christian, he keeps us from living a sinful lifestyle. Galatians 5, 16, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Walk by, follow the Spirit. Follow God's Spirit. And what a great way to live. What a great way to live when we follow the Spirit, when we live a life and we seek the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because when that happens, guess what? What a great lifestyle. Because the Bible says in Galatians 5, and 23, for the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Who would not want to live a life with those, without those kind of characteristics. I'm so thankful that he gave us the Holy Spirit. And I'm thankful for God, to give, for God giving us that Holy Spirit. Real quick, I'm so thankful for God's word. God's love letter to us. God's GPS on how to live this life here on this earth. You see, in this book, in this book we get to see the very character of holy God. We get to see how he is, who he is. We get to see how much he loves us. In this book, we get to read about Jesus. In this book, we get to see how to, how to have salvation for eternity. In this book, we get to see all kinds of truths 
Matter of fact, we get to read about absolute truth. No matter what this word says, this world out here tells us that there is no absolute truth. Well, yeah, there is. And it's in God's word. I'm so thankful that we want to know what truth is. We know who truth is, don't we? Truth is Jesus. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. And his word tells us those very kind of same things. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. That means God breathed. That means God breathed the truth to those, those prophets as they wrote it down. Profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. So that the Son of Man can be adequate, equipped for every good deal. I'm so thankful that the writers of, the, of God's Word. I'm so thankful that, the, that they listened to the, to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit gave truth to these writers. I'm thankful that God gave those writers everything they needed so that this book will never disappear. This book will always be here. I'm so thankful for God's Word. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The last thing, real quickly, I want to just remind you of about being thankful this season. I I think we need to be thankful for His promises. This book is full of promises, are they not? This book is promises that we are to stand on, that we are to live by, that we are to trust in, we are to have faith in. Never-ending trust and never-ending faith in His promises. I just want to give you a couple of them here right now as we finish up. I am so thankful that when temptation comes in our life, that we can have victory over temptation. When the thought is to say something or to do something or take a bad path that we know, we, can, we have victory over temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and I, I don't want you just to believe me. I want you to hear what God's Word says. It says, For no temptation has seized you except what is common to man, common to Jesus. And God is faithful. What a great phrase. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. When we are tempted to do wrong, when we are tempted to sin, God says, I have a, I have a back door for you, if you would. You, you, I will give you the strength to do it. I will already open the back door, if you would, when temptation comes. You can have victory over temptation. You don't have to live defeated. What a great promise. I'm thankful for that promise. I'm so thankful for the promise that he gives us guidance in every aspect of our lives. Guidance. We need guidance, don't we? Boy, I don't know about you, but I sure do. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight or successful. How, how can we find guidance in this old world? Trust in the Lord. And lean not on your own understanding. Because the Bible says, His ways are higher than my ways. And His thoughts are higher than my ways. God knows what's around that corner, doesn't He? 
I can't see around that corner back there, but he does. He knows. Trust him if you would. What a great promise to stand on. Another great promise through answered prayer and peace that comes when there appears to be no peace. I've, I've done this. One of my favorite verses, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. You see, when you pray, he hears. When you pray, he answers. When you pray for peace, he'll give you peace. He'll give you peace that makes no sense. That surpasses all understanding, all comprehension. It doesn't make any sense why I have peace during this time. What a great promise. You see, but this, this book is full of promises. And all we've got to do is take it to him, do we not? Prayer and supplication. And the last part, thanksgiving. <laughs> well, God, I'm dealing with this, but I'm thankful that you're in it. Not thankful for it, but thankful that you're in it. That you're carrying me through, the, through this old way. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful that God's going to take everything and he's going to make it good. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. All things, <laughs> Christian. I might not like it, might not agree with it, might not know what's going on. But I can promise you, God does. And he's going to take it. He's going to take that, whatever that is, and create something good out of it. I was talking to a, a guy just the other, just today, and he told me that he had his had a sister that, that died in a car wreck. Tragic. But he said, because of that, he said, because of that, I started to think about the Lord. I thought bringing, coming closer to the Lord. And he said, as I thought about that tragedy and I thought about the Lord, he said, I gave my heart and life to Christ. And I got saved. All because of some tragedy that has happened in my life, he said. And you look back now, I said, no, I didn't like the tragedy. But you look back now and, and you see that all the good that came out of that, that God took that and he made good out of it. And the guy was a, became a preacher and he became a teacher. And how many people has he influenced in his life? All because of a tragedy that happened in his life. And he took it and he allowed God to work that out for good. I'm so thankful that God is in the, in the promised business of doing that for his children. The last one I want to say today. I'm so thankful for wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is, having wisdom is better than having all the gold and silver in this old world. The Bible says there is nothing better than having wisdom outside of salvation. And in James 1, 5, it says this, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach. When you don't know the direction to go, ask God for wisdom. What a great promise that is. What a great promise that the God of the universe wants to relay to you wisdom on how to deal with some item in your life. I am so thankful for the promises that God has for us. I'm thankful that he gave us those promises, those blessings, those gifts. And I'm thankful that he was willing to do it because he loves us so much.
I hope this Thanksgiving season we are a people that have an attitude of gratitude. That we thank him for the gift of blessings that he's given to us. But I want to encourage you to take time to thank the giver of those gifts. The one who gives us every good and perfect gift. And that comes from the Father above, the Father of lights, his word says. When we thank him for our physical, material things, yes, do it. Thank him for our friends, do it. Thank him for our friends and family, do that for sure, do that. Count them one by one. But don't forget, don't forget to thank him for Jesus, that huge gift he gave us. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for you've got the Holy Spirit in your life. Thank you, for, Father, for giving us this word, your holy scripture. And, Father, thank you for the hundreds of promises that you've given to us. And I pray, Father, that we have the, the, the trust and the faith to stand on those promises. See, those promises are more than just words in a book. They are concrete, foundational types of things that we, as his children must trust and must stand on. What a great French benefit we have of being able to worship the Holy God. A great French benefit is to have Christ in our life. As the piano plays, my prayer is that I am wanting you to be thankful so much this time of the year. Because without thankfulness, our hearts can become hardened. Our hearts can become arrogant. Our hearts can be selfish. Boy, I don't want that for me. I don't want it for you. As we walk this path of thanksgiving, I pray that you will be reminded constantly to have an attitude of gratitude. As the piano plays, let's close our eyes, bow our head. Do business with God. If you are a person that is not very thankful, man, just confess that. Ask that he'll give that to you. Ask him not to just let this message go in one ear and out the other. But it settles in your heart. As we are so thankful for the spiritual things that you've given us, God. We thank you for you. And we thank you for the physical things. As the piano plays. Do business with our Lord.